We've established that the Cardinals need some improvements in a few spots, and one of those areas that's been discussed is starting pitching. They have depth, but lack a true ace. Or do they? We'll talk about Jack Flaherty and the free agent pitching market on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment. So you can interact with us, hit that notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. I appreciate all of you who have been hitting that like button. It really helps the channel grow. I don't know if you've noticed in the numbers and all the comments and stuff that things are going up in the right direction. And uh, I appreciate all of it. I think it's fantastic. This is a show serving you, Cardinal Nation, and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. As we creep closer to the GM meetings, which begin on December 4th, we expect to see a little more movement among the free agents and the trade market. And the Cardinals are expected to be one of those teams involved with, for sure, the catching market. Okay, we've discussed the catchers plenty, but perhaps also some other areas, including the pitching market as well. Now, one of the things that president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, said, other than those famous words that payroll is going to go up, which is just kind of hanging over all of us right now, waiting for something to happen, uh, is that he also said, you always need pitching. I'm not going to tell you that we have this figured out, that we have plenty of depth because depth gets tested. And the Cardinals' depth at starting pitching, or at starting pitcher, has been tested a lot, repeatedly, over the years, with injuries to their main guys, over and over and over. Uh, Miles Michaelis missed an entire year. Steven Matz had a shoulder issue and then the knee last year. Uh, Jack Flaherty, who we are going to talk more in depth about today, was gone most of this season and half of last season. Adam Wainwright has been a rock the last few seasons, but back in the day had elbow issues toward the Achilles. Um, but he's in his last year and is 41 years old. Dakota Hudson missed a year with Tommy John. So we're familiar with the idea that depth at pitcher is a good problem to have. You know, um, all of those names I just mentioned, plus you've got uh, Jordan Montgomery and guys like Jake Woodford and Andre Pallante are expected to be back and healthy heading into spring training. None of them, as far as I know, at this moment are dealing with any debilitating injuries like an elbow or a shoulder, at least not yet. We know how things tend to pop up in spring training, but you look at those names and do any of them say ace material to you? Any of the guys that we just listed, are you like, that's a number one? Like, if you had a one-game playoff to win all the marbles, like you did against the Dodgers, who would you start out of all those guys I just named? And the fact that that is even a question feels like a problem to me. And it's a problem that I think you can solve. I mean, you look at the two teams in the World Series this year, the Phillies, have a one-two punch of Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. 
The Astros had Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez. Other teams in the playoffs, like the Mets, had Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. The Dodgers, who lost perhaps their best pitcher in Walker Bueller this year, uh, had Clayton Kershaw, Julio Rios, Tony Gonsolin, who was 16-1. and uh, The Braves had Kyle Wright, Max Fried, and Spencer Strider, whose oblique injury late in the season really hurt that team. And my fantasy team, by the way. I lost in the championship because of that. Uh, the Yankees have Garrett Cole. The Guardians have Shane Bieber. The Mariners went out and got Luis Castillo and have Robbie Ray. The Blue Jays have Alex Manoa and Kevin Gosman. The Padres have Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove. Who is the guy for St. Louis? Who's your guy? Your main guy. That's why I feel like that's an issue, because we don't know who that is. We really don't. And it's an issue that I think could be solved with a couple of the free agents that are available this offseason. Some pretty good ones. The reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander. He's out there. Two-time Cy Young Award winner, Jacob DeGrom. He's out there. And then there's two-time All-Star, Carlos Rodon, who hasn't won the accolades of Verlander or DeGrom yet in his career, but is a legit ace on the market. And the Cardinals, as far as I could tell, haven't even tried to talk to any of them. Now, to be completely honest, we haven't heard anything about the Cardinals talking to anybody yet. Uh, It's been very hush-hush for the Cardinals thus far. And it doesn't mean that they're not talking to people, but they they haven't made it known yet. And usually the agents are the ones who drop these little nuggets and are like, yeah, you know, we've talked to this guy and that guy to drive up the price of their client. But you haven't heard the Cardinals name mentioned in any of this stuff yet. Not the shortstops, not the starting pitchers. You've only heard about the major market teams making plays for any of these guys. Now, Verlander is being courted by not only Houston, whom he just won a championship with, but also the Mets and the Dodgers. Jacob DeGrom being sought after by the Mets. They still want him. But also the Dodgers and the Rangers are chasing him. Now, did anyone think that the Cardinals would be involved with either of those two? Not really. (laughs) Not really. But Carlos Rodon, that was someone they reportedly had interest in at the trade deadline. Uh, We don't know what happened there. He didn't get traded to anybody. Uh, Perhaps what the uh, Giants were asking was too much. But it's someone that we've talked about on this show before that would be, in my eyes, an outstanding asset at the top of the rotation in St. Louis. But so far, nothing. And today it's reported by MLB Network insider Joel Sherman that the Mets had a Zoom meeting with Rodon today. The Mets are talking to everybody. Sherman adds that the Mets haven't yet determined whether to spend the money necessary to land one of the three elite starters available, but his sense is that the Mets want to get one of those top arms to pair him with Max Scherzer atop the rotation, which makes sense. I don't know if DeGrom just needs a change of scenery. I mean, wherever he goes, he's going to get paid a ton. I don't know why he wants to leave New York, but, you know, everybody's got their different reasons. But the Mets aren't going to not get one of these guys. Um. I have a tough time seeing Verlander leave Houston. I don't know why you'd leave a championship team to go play somewhere else when that team still wants you. I I don't know why. I know he's got a home in L.A. He's got his supermodel wife. Maybe that's something he wants to entertain. I don't know. Speaking of the Dodgers, they signed former Cardinals top prospect Shelby Miller tonight. Hoping he might have some life yet. Life yet. Uh, I still own a pair of autographed Shelby Miller spikes, by the way, from spring training like a million years ago. He and Oscar Tavares were the young guys I wanted to see and uh, ended up winning the spikes that were autographed by Shelby Miller in an auction, 
which was kind of cool. And then things just did not work out. He got traded and then he had issues with his arm and then he was out of baseball for a while. And the Dodgers are going to give him a try. Why didn't the Cardinals give him a try? What's wrong? I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but the Dodgers are trying. Again, the Cardinals seem focused on priority number one, which is their hole at catcher. They, They have not hidden the fact that that has been their top priority. Problem is the elite guys that I'm talking about pitching wise and the guys we've talked about at shortstop and outfield, they may all be gone before they get their answer at the catching position. And I know people are clamoring to have Jose Quintana back and he's fine. I liked Q. He was great. Had a great run with the team. Looked great in the first playoff game against Wheeler. But is he the ace that you want or that this rotation needs, at least in my opinion? Maybe he is for some. But if we are going to improve the team, then you have to do better than that. I mean, they had him last year, and they still lost. So I would think you'd want to upgrade that, right? You don't just bring back the same guys. Why would you roll out the same rotation and think you're going to get better results out of it? And sure, there are names like Chris Bassett, who I really like. Nathan Evaldi from Boston. Jamison Tyon, Sean Manaya, Taiwan Walker. These guys are available. They're a step below that upper tier. And the Cardinals might have interest in these guys. We don't know yet. But it got me thinking because that's all I have right now because nothing's happening yet. So it gets my mind going. And I'm like, is the reason why the Cardinals aren't linked to any of these top guys because they are not only waiting on the catching market to, to start moving, but is it perhaps the Cardinals feel that they already have their ace in Jack Flaherty? We're going to talk about number 22 next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Huge win for the U.S. today at the World Cup over Iran. That was fun. And you can bet on tomorrow's action. They've got World Cup games covered. Australia versus Denmark, Poland, Argentina, Costa Rica versus Germany. There's a bunch of games tomorrow. If uh, you're one of those guys that's into soccer or football, either way, I don't care what you call it. I've been enjoying the World Cup so far, so I'm not not making fun of it. Um, They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix on whichever sport you're interested in. So if it's not the World Cup, uh, NBA. NCAA college uh, basketball. You've got the uh, conference championship games and college football coming up. NFL games, obviously. Um, there's plenty of stuff to choose from. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, and learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So Jack Flaherty, first-round pick out of high school by the Redbirds back in 2014. A little background on our our boy Jack here. Same year, by the way, that Carlos Rodon came out. He was the third overall selection by uh, the White Sox that year. Uh, Jack had already signed on to go to North Carolina. Cardinals said, hey, we've got $2 million. You want to come play for us? He said, absolutely. And skipped out on college and at the age of 18 began his career at rookie ball and steadily made his way through the minors with tons of success, 
making it all the way to the Cardinals at the age of 21 in 2017, where he made two starts, was named the club's minor league pitcher of the year in 2017. So legitimately, since they signed him, he's been on the path and has been groomed to be the top guy in their rotation. And the numbers backed it up. He was very, very good. Ended up making the opening day roster in 2018. Had a strong rookie year, 8-9 record, but who cares about that? The ERA, 3.34, but struck out 182 hitters in 151 innings. That's nice. 2019, he had a fine first half of the season, but really put it together in that second half. Following the All-Star break, Jack Flaherty yielded a 0.91 ERA. For the whole second half, that's the third lowest in Major League history behind the late great Bob Gibson and Jake Arrieta. Flaherty was named the National League Pitcher of the Month for August after he went 5-1 and one with an ERA of 0.71. And then he wins it again in September with a 0.82 ERA over 44 innings. He ends the 2019 regular season with an 11-8 record, 2.75 ERA over 33 starts. He strikes out 231 hitters and 196 in the third innings. He becomes the third youngest pitcher in baseball history to strike out at least 230 and walk 55 or fewer with a 2.75 ERA or lower. He was magnificent. Uh, nominated for his first ever gold glove that year. Finished fourth in the NLCI Young voting. Was also named to the second All-MLB team that year. Basically, he was a superstar in the making. And we couldn't wait to see what he offered. And then COVID comes along and screws everything up, right? Doesn't have a great year during the COVID year of 2020, but who cares? Things were weird, okay? <laughs> they were very weird. 2021 comes out blazing, though. All right? Still got the good stuff. 11 games. The first 11 games of the season in 2021. He's 8-1. His ERA is 2.90. Everything is awesome. And then at the end of May is when the injuries start. He hurts his oblique while batting. We don't see him again in a Cardinal uniform until August. He makes a couple of starts and then gets shut down again with a right shoulder strain. Comes back at the end of September, appears in three games, throws a total of two and a third innings. A season that started with so much promise. And we were all like, dude, the Cardinals have an ace, an absolute stud to lead the rotation. That year is essentially wiped out. Just like the Cardinals got wiped out in that one-game playoff against the Dodgers. Then last year, Flaherty begins the season hurt, more shoulder issues. Makes it back to the team in June, appears in three games, goes back on the IL because of his shoulder again. Comes back in September, starts five games, appears in six, but essentially another lost season for Jack Flaherty. We know that at the beginning of 2021, he had ace-type stuff. We know at the end of 2019, he had Cy Young award-winning type stuff. But since that oblique injury, we have not seen anything even close to those results at the major league level. And he's always coming back from an injury, so they don't want to push him. You know, they don't just bring him up and go, all right, you're in for 125 pitches and eight in it. You know, they don't, they're not going to do that. So they got to kind of, you know, Use the, what do they call it, the baby baby gloves or whatever they call it to kind of coddle him a little bit because they don't want him to get hurt again. So we haven't seen a fully healthy, fully confident Jack Flaherty since the end of May of 2021. And I really hope that this isn't why the Cardinals haven't been approaching Verlander, DeGrom, or Rodon. Now, the likely reason is that those guys are going to be way too expensive. The Cardinals don't want to spend that much money. I realize that. 
Okay. I understand that, that that's probably the main reason why. But doesn't part of you feel like, like knowing the Cardinals the way we do, that they're banking on a Jack Flaherty comeback this season? And I just, I don't know how you can trust that line of thinking. Best case scenario, he comes back. He's the guy he was at the end of 2019, beginning of 2021, wins like, say, 18 games, fulfills his prophecy of becoming the ace of this staff. But is that realistic? Or is that fantasy? I mean, I have my doubts. I have a list of injuries here to his pitching shoulder that say otherwise. I hope he doesn't turn out the way Alex Reyes's career has turned out because that was another guy, all the talent in the world. And you saw it in 2021, even as a relief pitcher, you saw how wicked Alex Reyes's stuff could be. And you're like, oh man, did we find a spot that he can finally stay healthy and, you know, at least be productive for this franchise? And the answer was no. After the home run hit off him to end that playoff game by uh, Chris Taylor, we haven't seen him since. And we don't know if we'll ever see him again. He's now a free agent and may never pitch again. Uh, Jack's injuries haven't been nearly as drastic as Alex Reyes's. I know that. But still, I, I just, I would just rather bolster my staff and consider Jack a bonus, okay? If he's able to return to form rather than relying on him returning to form to lead the rotation. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about his outlook for next year next year on Locked on Cardinals. The great Bernie Miklas over at scoopswithdannymac.com. If you are not somebody that reads that, you should be. If you're a Cardinals fan and you're listening to this podcast, you should be reading those articles. Bernie Miklas is great. Uh, Danny McLaughlin's website, Scoop with Danny Mac, it's great. Um, but Bernie wrote about this. Um, he did a whole article on what, what this team will need from all sorts of guys for next year. But this is the little portion about Flaherty that he wrote up. He says, Next year, the Cardinals need Jack Flaherty focusing on pitching and pitching health so that he can be at his best to replicate something close to his 2019 campaign. That season, he had a 2.75 ERA in 196 innings overall and a 0.93 ERA over his final 16 starts. He led the majors with a 0.968 whip, struck out an average of 10.6 batters per nine innings, and finished fourth in the NL Cy Young voting. But injuries have limited Flaherty to a combined total of only 32 starts and 155 innings over the past three seasons. In 2018 and 2019, Jack Flaherty had an 8.9 war and allowed an average of 3.14 runs per nine innings. Amazing, right? Over the last three seasons, he has a 0.7 war and an average of 4.36 runs allowed per nine innings. Can Jack come back? The Cardinals don't have a number one starter. I'm not sure they have a number two starter. But in a media market that routinely overrates Cardinals players, I'm sure many would view Miles Michaelis as a number two. But if Flaherty can deliver, the Cardinals will have enhanced strength at the top of the rotation. Now, I feel like Bernie just kind of reiterates things that I just brought up and how I feel that, that banking on Flaherty might be fool's gold. And maybe the team should treat it as a gift if he does come back to that 2019 form or the beginning of 2021 form instead of expecting that to happen the Cardinals have very rarely very rarely got through a season with the rotation intact as it was intended to be when the season started and I wouldn't expect anything different this year why would I 
And even if they all do stay healthy, is this really a rotation? When you look at it as is, would that rotation beat any of those teams that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode? with the star power and the firepower that they have in their rotations. Sure, they're swapping pieces around. DeGrom could go to L.A. Verlander could go to New York. They're just swapping superstars, you know? The only team out of all those guys that I mentioned was like the Rangers, who don't have any superstars as far as starting pitching yet, but they're in the market for some stuff. But, you know, these teams realize what it takes to win championships, and... The Cardinals, and I get it, it's expensive to win. It is expensive to win, okay? But if that's what your ultimate goal is, don't you have to go talk to these guys and at least have a conversation about what it would take to bring them to St. Louis? Because you're not stuck with everybody you've got. You can trade Jordan Montgomery if you need to. Somebody will take him. He's not some scrub. He had one month where he looked dominant after the uh, trade for Bader. Matt showed some flashes. Michaelis was pretty good all year. Same with Wainwright. But it just kind of feels like that the Cardinals are really putting all their chips in on Jack Flaherty in 2023. And I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do. If you're not improving at shortstop and you aren't chasing an impact bat in the outfield, is everything for 2023 really as far as improving this team, hinging on whomever they find a catcher and then a Jack Flaherty return to form, that those are the two things that are going to be the difference maker from last season and improve this team enough to make a run in October and win a World Series, because that's the goal. It's not, once again, to just get into the playoffs. Like Arnato said, yeah, it's great to win the division, but I want to win a world championship. I feel you. So do I, Nolan Arnato. I want to win a world championship. I want to see it. And I don't know if the guys that they have in this rotation right now are enough to get that done. The outfield, um, they've got so many young guys where, you know, Jordan Walker, like if he comes out and has something amazing happen, but again, you're banking on uh, return years from Tyler O'Neill. Uh, you're hoping Dylan Carlson bounces back. You're hoping for a lot of people to return to a form that they did not show last year. What if that doesn't happen? Then what do you do? And by not talking to some of these top free agents, they're not really improving anything. Like it seems like you're just throwing out the same guys again. So I don't know. We'll see. Again, nothing's happened really yet. In the hot stove, as they call it. Like, it, nothing's really happened yet, you know? Uh, dominoes will fall when these GM meetings begin on December 4th, and things will start to, to get moving. But at this time, we, we don't have anything. Like, it's radio silence from the Cardinals. We haven't heard a peep. Hopefully something gets done. Hopefully something gets done. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day. Plus, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, your thoughts and comments about things I brought up here on this particular episode as far as the pitching and who you like. Like out of those three guys, if you could get one, Verlander, DeGrom, Rodon. Or would you rather not have any of those three and then go with a couple of the 
lower tier guys like uh, like a Chris Bassett. Is that something that interests you instead? Or do you think they're fine? Do you think they're fine the way they are? Maybe you do. Uh, but but leave the comments down there. We'll we'll have a nice little discussion about it. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked On Cardinals. 